Welcome to Any Sporting Question. I'm Graham Bell, and there was excitement in the office this morning like you've never seen before when today's guest actually turned up. It was as if Andy Murray had walked into the place, and to be honest, he might as well have done following his performance in Melbourne this morning. Now, we finally have a debutant in this morning. We tried to tempt him in last week, but he finally makes his first appearance today, and dare I say, I cannot wait to hear what this man has got to say. Now, for this week only, he's going to have to go to a different theme tune. He is the small man of sport, Jake Atkinson. How are we? Hello, Graham Bell. Thank you for having me. Sorry I couldn't make last week other commitments, but oh, I'm here now. Dis- I'm very much looking forward to it. Very disappointing. What do you think of a theme tune for this week and this week only? Uh, I'm loving it this week. A bit worried about what it could be in future weeks, though. Don't worry, we'll sting him in a couple of weeks, nah. won't we, guys? Anyway, six questions, 45 seconds, one winner. At the end of it, we score each other's marks, and one person goes home, the winner of any sporting questions. So we're going to begin with Murray's Melbourne moment and his defeat in the fourth round of the Australian Open to Fernando Valdegasco. The Scot lost in five sets, two six, six one, one six, six three, six four. But, Jake, what does this mean for the Brit sensation? Well, first of all, it means he's out the Australian Open there, Graham. But also, maybe, maybe the pressure of him being the favourite and all the other competitors giving him the talk of maybe they were a bit disappointed not being the favourites, maybe it got to him and that's what caused those headaches and illness. It's an embarrassment, really. It seems that the word of Djokovic and Federer have finally got to the Scot and he showed a touch of the hemming about him, the ability to choke. But it was the manner of defeat that disappoints me the most. At times he showed he was absolutely brilliant, why he has done so well. Other times it seems like he didn't care, as if this guy was just going to be not a problem for him. Everyone mentions about how much stronger he is, how much tougher he looks. Well, once again, he got bullied by a stronger opponent than him. If that's mm, what the number 14 C can do, then God help to knows what Nadal's going to do to him. Maybe so, but I still back him to win Wimbledon this year. Oh, shut up. He's got no chance. <laughs> Federer and Nadal are much better grass court players than Andy Murray is. Go on, Murray. So it's FA Cup fourth round action this weekend, Graham, and what a weekend of games it was. But Graham, what was your game of the round? Game of the round for me, Doncaster Rovers versus Aston Villa. Now, it might not seem the most attractive game on paper, a nil-nil draw, but it doesn't tell the story of the game. There were chances galore of Bungla Hall hitting the crossbar, Sidwell missing wide with a great header, Martin Woods crashing the crossbar twice for the home side, and Neil <laughs> Sullivan rolling back the edge. But the main reason I've chosen this game yep. is the fact that the Doncaster Reading game has oh, now okay. been postponed, and I was due to go to this game, as was the small man of sport. Yep. We have booked ourselves into a hotel and everything, and now our day is ruined! And, and because of all the ability of Neva to score a goal, I am furious but still what a game it was and not in a hotel with Graham Bell lucky me but my tie of the round had to be Swansea knocking the cup holders out of the competition in their own backyard and Swansea I think they play some of the best football outside the Premiership they've got Jason Scotland up top he looks a useful player and they're my tip tell your tipster to get into the playoffs and win them watch out for them in the Prem next year it could be scary there could actually be a Welsh team in the Premier League next yes. year now having been watching the cup football this weekend I couldn't help but notice that the games between the Championship sides seemed a lot slower compared to the games involving the Premier League sides do you agree Jake? Graham Bell, you'll wish you never got me started on this type of championship v premiership, sorry, Premier League issues. I could rant on for every any sporting question you do, because I know that that championship football is a lot more faster and frantic. It's from one end to another, not wasting minutes while Arsenal players are being fairly tackled, then yelping like a shot puppy before rolling around. Very embarrassing. In the Premier League, you can have teams just knocking it around at the back, like at the pace we see in internationals, and we all know how much of a ball they are. The champion You've got channel balls, long balls, oh, and best all, of no, all, no, no, multi no, sorry, balls. Sorry, what was the game of this weekend? Was the pre- Liverpool-Everton game. Don't doubt me, I love the Championship as a league. I think it's like Moneyball. If you've ever read the book, it is a fantastic league to be in. 
but the Premier League for speed alone is quick, it's powerful, it's hustling, it's bustling, it's simply the greatest league of the world. I don't see Kaka wanting to line up and play for Reading. I don't see Robinho wanting to line up and play for Charlton. And you look at the foreign investors, they all want to be part of the Premier League because the Premier League is the quicker, better league. It's probably the best league in the world right now. Those two players don't even want to play for Man City in the Premiership, so of course they ain't going to play in the Championship. Anyway, moving on, Graham. Despite the foray over Kevin Peterson, England started their tour of the West Indies against St. Kitts and Nevis. So how will the side fail on their tour of the Caribbean? The warm-up game's actually looking like a good sign for this England team at the moment. Shaw was a surprising choice, has grabbed a century. Kevin Peterson's back on show, grabbing a ton for himself. But it's the selection of Adil Rashid that I like the most. Now, Swan had a really good series against the Indians. I love the way he bowled. And I was surprised to see England take free spinners out to the Caribbean for this tour. Maybe that Sanford series has been playing on the selector's mind for this. Rashid is more of a batsman than Swan, so this side must be looking to bat as low as possible. And to be honest, that's a good sign for me. And I think that anything but a series win will be a disappointment come whatever happens off the pitch. Oh, most definitely so. I can see England winning the test, but I think the talent, the raw talent of the West Indies will shine through for those one-dayers, and I can see them winning the one-dayers. Who cares about one-day cricket? Sorry, the the test series is the most important thing. One-day cricket is just slap and tickle. Anybody can do well at it at any time. Test match cricket, the West Indies are miles behind this England side, and if they don't win this England, they're going to be in serious troubles. The sad news of the weekend saw Prince Harry split up from his partner of five years, Chelsea Davey. Now, before I make my move up to Leeds University to study for a Masters in Law for the rest of this year, wonder why? What is the great sporting breakup of all time, Jake? Well, I'm sure you have a guess the one and only Matt Burrell, how we love him, would say Rupert Lowe and Harry Redknapp as they lap that just left one evil as club in his eyes. But I could say you could go back to that Peterson and Moores, but that was just embarrassing. That in my mind was just a squabble. You would, would stay on a playground. I'd put them both on Sir Alan Stanford's lap and give them a smack. But how about Mike Ashley and Newcastle United? Right, thank you. Graham Lasso and David Batty, Blackburn and Spartak Moscow in 1997. Never have I seen players really fight on the pitch before. And what a brawl broke out between the two of them. It all went downhill for Blackburn from that moment on. Now mm-hmm. remember, this show is any called any sporting question. So in terms of this, I want to go for the Bracknell Bees when all the players oh. from a title-winning seed moved to the Belfast Giants. The Bees side had won the league, possibly the greatest ever hockey played at the Hive, and after oh. their departure, that was it for the Bees. And the writing's been on the wall ever since, as the club has slowly drifted down the leagues. So, Graham, a poll has shown that Sir Alex Ferguson is the most influential person in sport, described as having a godfatherly presence over his peers. But who do you think is the godfather of sport? If I was to take this question literally, it would have to be Linvoy Primus. I mean, there is a man who was so saintly <laughs> in giving his life to God. But yep. we're looking for someone who has led a generation of people through their sporting lives. A man who is suave, sophisticated, a bit of a ladies' man as well. I'm going for Des Lynham. With that tash, he could turn women. At the same time, tell us all exactly what we're doing. Now, we spent many a childhood growing up, and when you think of sport, at times, you think of Des Lynham. I went down when he went on countdown. I would say, how about going back to another football manager? What about Jeff Stelling, then? Brian Clough. He was a man who had a godfatherly presence over his peers. He could even hit his own fans as they ran onto the pitch, giving a right old clip round the ear. I cannot wait for the Damned United to come out later this year, which is uh, obviously Cluffy's sort of autobiography, not autobiography, of his time at Leeds. It's going to be a fantastic film, and it's just a shame they're not going to be up for the Oscars this year, because I think Michael Sheen (laughs) has done very well in that role. Six questions, now time for the winner. And Jake, thank you very much for making your debut today. How do you feel at the end of all that? Yeah, very enjoyed my time. Thank you, Graham. I'll be... Coming back soon, I hope, if you'll have me. Uh, maybe. We'll have to have a word with the producer, see if you can climb up over that wall into the <laughs> studio again. Anyway, congratulations. Ten points on debut. Congratulations. Thank you, Graham. I've given you a score of 14. Well played today. Uh, Very look, good. Look, I'll tell you what. Burrell, at the end of the day, I had an unbeaten record over him. I think this man's going to be now having an unbeaten record. I'm going to have a hold over this guy. You best watch out for me. I'll be back. Don't you worry. 
Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in to Any Sporting Question. My thanks go out to Jake Atkinson for joining me on Friday's edition. Daniel Cleary, the master of sport, is back in the studio. So until then, take care of yourself. Goodbye. <laughs>